0: old dad before the show so my lungs are all beat up Uh, my first breeding project just happened in my normal flower room Um, I had a male plant that looked real good and I thought if I put that plant and that plant together uh, that should work for me and so I just did that in the flower room one time and it was a success well not everything was a success but that breeding run was uh, successful in that room it just happened in a normal uh, under a thousand watt HPS light and a five by five tenth is all it really was you know I got a
1: testament I can ask Real quick, Scotty, I'll give it no. to you. How many seeds can a cannabis plant create? I mean, that's a testament to you don't need a lot of space, do you? No. Um,
0: if you have a, I, I tell, tell people this on my podcast all the time, maybe I'm putting myself out of business saying this. Uh, I breed, the first time I make something, a lot of the times it's in a beer cup. My plants are in beer cups and the plants are this tall. Sure. The male plant's this tall, the females are this tall. I put them in the room, I let them do their thing. Uh, nothing fancy and I can pull somewhere between 25 and maybe 75 maybe 100 seeds if I'm lucky from a plant that came out of a beer cup oh and then I can grow 10 of them you can grow 10 you can grow 10 and from those 30 that we grow we can see what we've created just from a very small sample batch so you don't need a lot of space a whole bunch of plants anything to breed a little tiny bit of space can do it for you how do you know when you got something though I mean there's yeah <laughs> you have to grow it out the only way to know is by growing it the only way to find out what you did is to grow out those seeds, a yeah. lot of them, if you can.
2: Yeah, that's what I mean. That's a hell of a commitment, right, to something that may or may not be good.
0: Right, but to, uh, to us breeders, I see everybody smiling as we say that. Yeah, it is, but that's like the, the exciting part. It's like we've all grown a bunch of weeds, so making our own seeds and seeing what came from seeds you made, there's something special about that. You don't know if you made a bunch of Herms, a bunch of Mutants, or if you just made the next uh, whatever it could be. Girl Scout cookies, Gorilla Glue could be the next. Uh, you could have just made the next Cherry Paloma. You never know. Yeah, I,
2: dude. I, it's, what is, so how long does it take to... First off, it's got to take at least a year or so in order to get feedback, right? You got to make the seeds. That's what, three, four months to make the seeds? And then you've got... Do they have to mature, or as soon as they go, you can just? Uh,
0: start uh, you can run off. them as soon as they're dry. You can run them. You so then you got to right give them out. To...
2: Give them out for another four months, you know, and phenoselect yep. and hope that they keep mothers. Man, that's tough, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, it, it's a lot of work, but uh, and that's that's why seeds aren't free. That's why seeds are so damn expensive. You know, uh, but what... that's part of the passion. I love. There's nothing like seeing what comes from a seed, and once you start popping. I'm sure you do it too. You say, I'm going to pop three seeds. Have you ever said you're going to pop three and pop three? You say, I'm going to pop three. You always put down six because you're so curious what's going to happen. Everybody's like that.
1: I'm going to give it to um, to Soup here. And Jeff, for me, I hear maybe a little bit of distortion on your audio. I don't know if you want to troubleshoot anything at all or not with Mike. I don't know if anybody else does. Uh, it's not bad. My, my but I let me know. Might be my dreads hitting the thing. I think it's better. <laughs> uh, soup. You're pretty good at. I see behind <laughs> it's you. The best you got excuse. Two grow, grow tents kicking. I love it. How? What's our minimal setup size if we want to get into breeding? As far as committing to space, lights. Give me a quick run. Like wattage. Like what do I need? Is it a b- decent investment?
3: Um, it depends on what you're trying to do, but I mean, I like to use this two by two tent or this two by two tent. I should say behind me over this side. Um, that's my pond collecting tent. For male male plants, so once I have a male that I like, and I go in here, use this little tent to do a run with a collection. So in there, I think I've got like a hundred and ten, hundred and twenty watt light, basic little two by two grow tent setup. You know, a little AC Infinity grow fan in there, and that's kind of it. You know, keeping the environment dialed and. Um, that gives me a ton of pollen to play with. You know, I'm able to get grams and grams of pollen to use and it doesn't take a lot of pollen to make seeds. (laughs) A little bit of pollen goes a long (laughs) way. So you don't really need that much. From there, though, you have to worry about like what Scotty was saying. Once you get to like the testing phase, that's where I think having more space comes in handy. You can definitely make seeds in a real small scale, and you can get pollen out of a really tiny, basic tent. But once it gets to the point where you're trying to test them, and you're trying to evaluate those seeds, that's when it really helps to be able to grow a bunch of them under some good conditions.
2: Yeah, sorry, man. I'm thinking about the different. The dude's gonna get mad at me. That's what I'm thinking. No. But the 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 different variety of seeds that you get, man. There's some. What the first generation is pretty true to form. The second generation is where you get all those unicorns. Am I getting that right? I'm smoking. And and (laughs) yeah. And is (laughs) is that where you? What excites you guys? Or yeah, I'm just kind of curious how that works. Are y'all looking for unicorns? Or are you looking for just uh, consistency? I didn't say F2, <laughs> did I?
3: And by the way, if anyone's wondering why dude's cam is weird, that's his I'm smoking avatar. Ah,
2: so you see that little there, weird man. white box? That's, that's the dude smoking. <laughs> but, I mean, what are you breeding for, I guess is what I'm saying. Are you breeding for a super consistent product? Are you breeding for that one you know, JR cut of cherry paloma that comes out?
3: Yeah, for me I can say it depends on the project. You know, sometimes I am looking for something really specific and I'm trying to narrow in on a trait I really like or a flavor I'm really after. Other times I just have two really awesome plants and I'm like, hey, I gotta mix these together and see what the heck happens. You right. Know, some some of it's very experimental. Other times I really have a goal. I think having a goal is important, you know, once you get a little more into your breeding, but just playing around and making stuff is important too, and and testing things out and seeing what you can make with what you've got. You know, a lot of my best stuff or a lot of the more interesting stuff I've made has been made just from me
0: experimenting. You know.
2: Yeah, I guess there's, that's something,
0: je- there's something I call something I call the breeder intuition, um, and it's also like when you're dating, if you're just looking across the wherever you are the the DGC cup, the bar, the mall, you see somebody at the opposite sex or whatever sex these days that get your attention, you know it. Mm-hmm. You just go, ooh. I have that with plants. I just look at, I'll be looking across the room and I'll go, oh, that plant. And then I'll go, oh, and that plant. And like, and it's not just visual from the plants. It's often from like, I've smoked them. I've enjoyed them. I've grown them and I'll get to know these plants and I'll go. So it's also, uh, you just see them and you know, you can put them together. But there's also, something's wrong with every plant. Not every plant has everything is perfect, but I've got another plant that's got the perfect thing that that one's missing. So I want to put those together and see if I can correct and improve is often my goal. but It's that breeder intuition. Something just bells go off. Tingles happen in your heart. Yeah. And you go, ah, that, that, plant, that plant. You just know. It's a breeder thing.
2: Man, I'm thinking about the Irie Army. I'll be, I bet you they got a lot of good beans to test, huh?
0: They get a lot of fun things
1: to play with, yes. Mm-hmm. Salute yeah, to Salute Army. each other? You don't have a special sign? It's just like, <laughs> wait, uh, no, I, you guys no, it's, I guess to it's just like, Kind of like this. We just oh, that's awesome. Kind of... <laughs> yeah. Uh, as as Noah, uh, I wanted to get some. We're talking. We don't have to get nitty gritty, but I'll direct this at Noah and or Brad. You guys chatted up a little. What What advice would you give someone who's thinking of making seeds a hobby as far as, or as soup? Not special equipment needed as far as grow tents and this and that, but um, maybe some processes for handling pollen or just somebody that's starting to want to get into this. What's advice maybe that you've made a mistake on? that you can give to prevent somebody else's getting into starting seeds again. And I'll save my, my next question instead of making it a two part, make friends to test them. <laughs> That'd be my advice. <laughs> Hit it Noah. Uh,
4: for sure. I mean, for me, like the biggest mistake I made starting off was like growing too big of plants. Um, especially, you know, if you're working with a male that puts out a lot of pollen, I mean, you can just ruin everything. Um, so for me, that was the first mistake. And then once I listened to uh, some of Jeff's podcasts, I realized I was like, you know, I don't really have to grow these monster plants. So uh, yeah, that for that for me was a game changer. Plant size for sure. Um yeah. little goes a long way.
2: Just because it's a grow show, where a bunch of growers are listening, there's a certain uh, uh, maturity. A plant has to go at least a few weeks to be sexually mature, right? So there's a minimum before you can breed with them, correct?
4: I mean, I think that could be strain dependent, but yeah, yeah, I've, I've heard that.
0: So the clones are as old, clones are as old as the mother plant they came from.
4: So if uh, you if you
0: cut a clone, it's as old as the plant that it came from, essentially. If you didn't reset yeah, it, to, yeah, If it's a seedling, it'll take a little while before it will flower. Sure. So, so that's that's essential of the plant you took it from.
2: So how small can you do? that? I mean, you're literally pollinating solo
0: cups. Or yes. How does that work? Really? Solo cups. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I can fit 24 solo cups in this tray that I've got. It's right. a 32 quart stirlight tray. It's made for storm your clothes under the bed is what it's for. I sure. can fit 24 cups in that perfectly. Uh, I'll put 24 clones in there. Uh, two of them will be the cop, the same copy of the mail. You can just put them at different ends and then just put that under a small light and put it into flower and just let it go. And then actually water the tray. I don't even water the cups. I pour water into the tray and that's a small breathing project right there. Wow. Hey,
2: thank you so much for sharing this information, man. Yeah. It is super... Yeah, like uh, I said, I'm
0: probably putting myself out of business doing this. But hey, just <laughs> no, you know while it lasted, guys. There's <laughs> well, enough
2: on... for
4: everybody to eat, you know.
2: Yeah, and by the way, it's always going to be... Because, I mean, what matters is... A, what you, that you know what you're doing as far as strain selection and pairing them up, which that's the expertise, you know? Don't they have people right. that mix wines that go around into different barrels of wine and they mix them all together and they get paid <clears throat> a lot of money to do it? Man, it's like that taste thing is what you, that makes the difference. So, yeah, anyone can chuck pollen, I guess, right?
0: Right. I've noticed a lot of successful breeders. I have a kitchener chef experience. They were working as a, a chef or somewhere in the kitchen a lot of good breeders
1: yeah, that makes sense that makes sense a qu- question for brad anybody else wants to chime in before i forget um in the chat i did hook up a link soup <clears> made <throat> a great article com forward slash make your own seeds so make sure you check that out there's a lot of good information there and then uh brad, put that in there dude multitasking i'm
2: impressed yeah. man.
1: go dude Chatting as far as uh brad I'm, i in my brain I, i'm thinking okay and i'm sure a lot of people assume this if i start with two good things for a breeding project you know this is good and this is like everything is good my genetics on either side i know it doesn't mean you're getting a badass unicorn or whatever but i just want to have some good seeds isn't it more than likely all the seeds i get out of that gonna be i mean it's gonna be smokable it's gonna be decent, right <laughs>
5: Yeah, I think, honestly, the quality of selection is always going to be the foundation to, you know, the experience you get on the back end. So if you have something you think is a triple A and you take another thing that you you think is a triple A and you put those together. um, Yeah, I'd say, like, likelihood is that you're going to find more good than bad, right? Because otherwise, like, even even novice smokers or breeders are going to still know, like, oh, this is, like, common, this is boring. And everything's really heavily opinion-based, too, like, when you're doing breeding or if it's just a hobby or, or whatever it may be, you know, but, um, yeah.
1: Do you have any opinions on that? Basically, if we're starting with good genetics on either side, we're going to get something good, but it's not like what you guys as breeders are trained to premiere as your work. I mean, like, hey, this. <laughs> it could be. Of this- it could Black be, you could strike,
2: Angelina, Joe you know, May, you could get lucky.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Some of the most popular strains on the planet were accidents. Golden Goat was an accident. Gorilla Glue was an accident. All the chem Dog lines, Chem91, Chem4, chem D, ChemD, ChemSister.
2: What does that mean? What is that? Is that the unicorns we're talking about? Explain what that means. I've always heard that about Gorilla uh, Glue. Like it's I'm some just kind saying, of
0: weird. So Gorilla Glue wasn't supposed to happen. A plant, uh, a male plant, got left, and got ignored, and he didn't realize. This is what I remember hearing. He either hermed or he didn't realize there was a boy in the room, and it made seeds. And so he didn't even intentionally do that. That just happened. Yep. And that's one of the most popular strains on the planet. Uh, Golden Goat, same way. Golden Goat, a male got left in the room and it auto-flowered or went into flower early and made the golden goat seeds. That wasn't even supposed to happen. So if you're breeding with things that you've got in the room that you've actually made some selection with, you've got a very good chance of making quality seeds on your first try.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to take a quick minute. If your pollination project or breeder project fails, make sure you visit <laughs> seedsherenow.com. They Beautiful got your back, guys. Tons of... tons of great genetics og support of the show some of these breeders on the panel um also know james bean can vouch uh why get your product from overseas ships from the states to the states quickly you can use coupon code i think dude and dude ship over there maybe dude 10 try and use all of them on the same order to see what discounts you can get some of the (laughs) sale items don't apply but go to seedsherenowcom forward slash sales especially the beginning of every month because he drops some good sales that has different dates, up to 25% <laughs> off on certain featured breeders. Uh, so, again, ctr9.com forward slash sales. Scotty, I'm giving it to you.
2: I'm, I asked the chat for a couple questions, and one of them is oh. something that I had written down. Grow Ramone. <clears throat> Can you ask Brad from Raw if he'll be getting into the fast flowering? And I don't know too much about mm. fast flowering. I just learned about it recently, and it's it from... I, I call it was BS out of
1: ignorance. Let me Thank know. I just, I, very good. I, I, <laughs> very good. I feel like it's more marketing than real, but I don't know a lot about. No, it. No,
2: it's real. It's uh, on its way to when, an auto flower. So, who wants to take it, man? And when,
5: when we say fast flowering, what what are we specifically referencing to?
2: What is it? It's a ruderalis like
5: flowering time, or oh, it, it, I, you're talking about like breeding some ruderalis and
2: kind of like going the auto direction. I do believe so. And geez, I hope I'm not the uh, authority on this. But I thought it was when making an auto, the first cross, you needed to cross back cross like four times with the uh, Ruderalis, I thought. And the first one is uh, still photo period, but it shaves five, seven days off the, you know, off the uh, finish time. Yeah. There you go. Interesting. Anyway, and, yeah, yeah, I got to
5: say, I'm not specifically familiar with it. You know, I just know that I have some lines that are, you know, closer to 60 days and some that are 70 or more. Right. Um, so that's about it for me. But yeah, I don't do any ruderalis breeding. So that one's a little out of my, my realm. Do any of you
2: guys do Ruderalis, uh, uh, auto flower stuff and uh, hop in, man. We always, always get hate on auto flowers. And I'm sorry, but Cortez the Conqueror, magically, sometimes I get auto flower bud from him. That is freaking amazing, man. So I'm calling BS, man. There's thank auto flower out there. Go. So, yeah, I actually
4: I think there's started, um, I started with autos, uh, going back to full duplex. Uh, Gnome Automatics used to be uh, Mandalorian Genetics. Um, he had an anvil strain that was regular. And I, at the time, like, he was only releasing regular auto flowers. And this thing was just a monster purple plant, like, beautiful bud structure for an auto. And I was like, whoa, you know, maybe I'll chuck a little bit of pollen because, you know, pop ten of them and you got several sure. to look through. Um, but yeah, the, the whole fast flowering thing definitely, I believe comes from, like you were saying, going back and forth from that photo period to the ruderalis, and just taking the, the ones that auto flower out and keeping the photo periods and then selecting the photo period that has the shorter flower time and then continuing to work that line. Right. Um, as far as I, you know, as far as I know.
2: And none of y'all have any interest in in working with auto flowers or ruderalis? Are you not believers, or
0: what do y'all think? There's a time and place for there's a time and place for autos, but not in my garden. I'm actually working with another breeder, uh, with Mephisto, to put some irie stuff into some auto stuff. But uh, he's doing it, and I'm just uh, doing selections with him. He's doing all the work. I'm just pointing and choosing. But um, yeah, autos are not for me. There is a very good place for them. It's just not in my garden the way that I grow. I like to be able to take a clone. You can't clone an auto. So what if you strike gold and you got the hottest fire ever? Then you only had it once. There it goes.
5: Yeah. Got to keep keep making new generations over and over.
4: (laughs) That's that's why I kind of left it alone. It takes a lot of space and it's a lot of work. So big props to those guys that do it successfully. I mean, it's it is not an easy task.
2: It is harder, right? You have to go back. You have to keep on going back to breed that photo trait out of it, right?
5: I'd, yeah like jeff don't... said I, I agree i'm trying to work with like a, an auto breeder too i've been talking to night owl and, and trying to you know work something out there to get them to do the breeding because you want somebody who's specialized in that technique so that you can get a quality result you don't want to just be like oh my community wanted autos so i made autos like yeah there's so much white label garbage like if you really just wanted to do that you could just white label garbage pretty easily these days tons of companies out there white labeling shit but um, but yeah, I mean, you want to work with like a reputable breeder, make it a nice collaboration. Somebody with the skill set, um, and yeah, like M- Mephisto or something like that. Like they're really yeah. good, right? Like that's that's yeah, where you want to be. The I always direct people that way. Like tonight out Mephisto. Um, I think there's a couple of other guys, but those are the two that I know the most.
4: Yeah, for sure. I know Humboldt um, does some good work as well with autos. And How important
1: – question? And if anybody. Chat, we had a. Uh, oh, I forgot. You might remember we had the cat on from 420 Fast Buds uh, on the show. Nick, right And yeah. on their site, they have specifically a fast flowering seed section that says, We decided to yeah. <laughs> cross um, our best auto flower genetics together with the purest and most stabilized feminized strains. As a result, they can finish in six to seven weeks. Avoid bad weather. That's cool if you're an outdoor grower. I say everything at a cost. There's no way I can believe that in six to seven weeks to eight to nine. You're still getting the same. Um, I'm not going to say quality, but there's definitely a reduction in, in, in weight and in harvest, yeah. whether it's good or bad. But it almost just sounds like an autoflower in a weird way to me, too. So um, is, it, is it crossed yeah. with auto? Is it crossed with the Ruderalis? It, it says it's crossed with oh, the best yeah. autoflower genetics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at that, mean... that point, what does it become? It's probably It's an still auto...
4: a photo period plant. And that's the point. Like they yep, want to okay. have for, for commercial facilities and, you know, that are growing flower i mean it makes sense for them to be able to pump out you know a six or seven week strain compared to a 10 week you know eight nine ten right so i think that's where, where that comes into play quite a bit um why people are so interested in it hey
2: as far yeah, as cool. things that used to be important you know back in the free market days as uh, my buddy would be like Oh my god, I got this 47-day finisher, man. It's go you can bring it to market in 47 days. Oh my god, it's amazing. Uh and then you'd have ones where like, oh my god, this thing yields. This is such a yielder. Those were so important. Then quality would be like number 3. You know, it was like you you you'll, you'll get, you know, somebody will want it, you know, but yeah, is that I really feel like that's flipped now. Like I seen somebody like GP, uh, like gram per watt, and it was crossed out. Like, he didn't give a damn about that anymore. Flowering time, gram per watt, quality. What's important to y'all? Quality,
5: quality and flowering and, uh, time.
2: <laughs> flowering <laughs> time. I, I knew everybody was going to say quality, but I was curious what yeah, number yeah. two would be. Number two is flowering and, uh, time. The flavors
0: and the aroma. And then after that, then it's the growth traits for me. But because yeah. most of the market isn't going to grow it, most of them is going to smoke it. So I need something that's very smokable. Very enjoyable. So it's all about the, the quality, the buzz, the flavor, the aroma, and then after that, growth comes in for me.
2: Yeah, that's true. You don't want some big crazy tree going to the uh, yeah, yeah. you know, climbing on the ceiling. I mean, I think flower like time,
5: flower time is pretty important too, though, because uh, you know, if you're not focusing on flower time, you're going to create a lot of genetics that don't fit into anybody's program. I think a lot of you know hybrids today are kind of seventy days plus or minus, but you know. Like that was one of the issues with GMO when it was at its peak of popularity is it truly was an 84 day finish and just getting that extra 15 days in there basically destroys your year, right? Like it, it literally will ruin how people plan out their entire like foundation of how to run their operations, yeah. right? So that's, long. you know, 15 days. Yeah. You want 65 days, not even 70, you want 65 days Brave. and then you're you're, you're much more manageable to, you know, set up how many times you could go through the year, right? You hit 70, you start narrowing your window, you get above 70, you're probably losing the whole cycle.
1: I might be saying this wrong, but I think it stinks. Cause like how many like land race hazes that take 12 weeks to flower out are awesome highs. (laughs) Like we just don't see them in the market. Barely anybody's growing anything that takes that long to flower, but isn't there a lot of haze strains that take a damn long time, like 12 weeks? Or oh, so, yeah. and then they g- might grow some low-yielding, wispy bud, <laughs> but it might be dank as hell, or it might be like a high you'd never usually get to experience, so, I don't know, let's grow some hazes. Maybe that should be. Well, yeah, how I does really that like work, like breeding man? for effect.
3: Yeah, I really like breeding for effect. That's one of the things I'm really looking for when I'm looking for plants to work with, and... Finding plants that are reasonable flowering times but still have kind of an interesting high is kind of what my, like, that's one of the big goals with what I've been doing is because that's what I really like. And that's one of the reasons I'm not working with auto flowers also is because what I'm really after in the the smoke I'm after is that really uplifting, really interesting, like kind of sorry high that you can get from some of these more upbeat strains, you know, and I get kind of more of a downbeat from the autos sometimes. So trying to like go for the genetics I want You know, and trying to shape genetics and shape things to get the effect I want is really important. But like Brad said, also trying to keep it manageable as far as trying to keep it from being, you know, make it growable and make it accessible
2: to people is really important, too. So if I come back from Costa Rica, allegedly with this amazing 12 week flowering time sativa, and I'm like, yo, it's got the most amazing high. How do we preserve that? I say, you know, Jeff or Brad or Soup, help me. Not Noah, man. He can't come. Uh, help, help me preserve these. How do we keep this high in these terps and, and shrink the flowering time down? Do you have some inert strains that you lean on that, you know, or don't make me say punnett square or dominant and recessive? Right. Now, how's that work, man?
5: I mean, do you want to, are we talking about just preserving the genetics and like trying to steer them to be shorter flower time or yeah. like hybridizing them? I I mean, because you you can do a lot of hunting, right? Like in theory you could hunt and if you do enough hunting, maybe you could start shaving time off by selecting slightly faster flowering stuff. But I think a lot of that longer flowering, it's going to be tough to get it below 10 weeks, (laughs) you know, like they just need that time to develop those profiles. It's like where they're from in the world, like near the equator and stuff. Right. So you got to hit them with something that's shorter. Um, like a lot of the Z stuff is like way closer to sixty days, so like if you take something like that, cross it with something longer, you're gonna have both, right? But you might find something down the middle and might be able to keep the terps. But I think no matter what, you always end up changing them if you start trying to change too much about the core genetics.
0: Yeah, and but you then are back gonna... cross everything he said plus back cross. That's that's my theory.
2: Okay, <laughs> man, that would work. <laughs> nice. Dude, put your screen up. Explain backcross, man. No, back. Yeah, you explain it. <laughs> you
0: explain it. Uh, backcross real easily. Um, so say you want to make a strain that is a clone-only, Golden Goat. There's no male of Golden Goat. So you can't breed Golden Goat and make Golden Goat. People want Golden Goat seeds that are regs and not fems. Pollinate Golden Goat with something vastly different, way different, then grow out the seeds. Um, you'll find one that looks just like golden goat because we used uh, phenotypes that look just like golden goat and one that looked nothing like it, so you can identify the golden goat phenotypes. Uh, so find the golden goat male that looks just like the golden goat you started with and pollinate that golden goat female with that, and that's a back cross because we went back to the original parent. That's the quick version. I hope it
1: made sense. We had some a quick comments on the haze here. Turf ptarmigan, what's up, buddy? Yo! <laughs> um oh i got his little uh there we go make sure i got that right excuse me sorry labrador (laughs) Labrador. we got to get it right here um terp tarmigan says let's get back to the true sativa's 120 to 140 day flowering time for two ounces (laughs) and then genetics no gba genetics chiming in says terp that shit will get you locking your doors and turning out your lights (laughs) (laughs) come on let's be honest
4: (laughs) i definitely ran across a a jar at the dgc cup uh last year that i I smelled it and i was like oh man that's pretty hazy i was like all right try it you know it looked really good sure holy shit five minutes later man i was like just sitting at the table like
2: (laughs) i mean for outdoor long flowering don't hurt does it
4: i guess it matters where you're
2: at i guess it matters where you're at yeah
5: get you a greenhouse greenhouse (laughs) life right (laughs)
1: yeah. Right. <laughs> more stress you you get as a grower because you're like, damn, I'm at week ten, only three more to go, and we're good as far as past, you know patrol or, you <laughs> right. know, getting PM towards the end. Run. Yeah, that's uh, fun. I, I breathe
2: wish. for that crazy
0: high, that that haze high you guys are talking about. Uh, if I if I can walk into Target and not kind of freak out a little bit, I got to go back to the car <laughs> and smoke again because that's the buzz I love. <laughs> <You know? laughs> shit man like yeah Yeah. kicking out the fruit
2: section man it's awesome (laughs)
0: yeah being
5: in california i feel like i just simply don't see enough of that right like i've been out here forever and in the earlier days when i first got here uh more sativa stuff was a little bit more common but now especially with uh the rec market and everything like that it's it's none of that it's i mean california's lemon cherry gelato
2: (laughs) And what is that's up with the trends, though? I mean, you have to follow the I mean, do you have to follow the trends? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask. You don't have to. You're in to, Southern but, California, man, the trendiest place in the world.
5: Right. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't hurt to follow trends if, if it's something you like. I don't think you should just blindly follow trends um, if it's not something that you enjoy because then you're just not really making anything that's exciting. You're just kind of derivatively doing work um you know which is fine if people do that everybody does their own thing uh fortunately for me i'm like really really love the candy stuff i really already thought last year uh probably like middle of the year that this year was going to be the year of z because runts can't run it forever right so like brunt's is kind of declining a little bit but it's still a powerhouse people are trying to figure out where can i get more contemporary candy hybrids that might perform but be unique right so did uh, dude put his screen yeah.
4: up man
2: <laughs> i'm just kidding What's that? man oh holy christ dude
3: that's, that's
2: no seriously it is it is that trendy over there right so runts is is was the flavor de jour and now that is leaving and what is coming in? Z? I think it still is. Coming in?
5: People are literally just wanting hybrids of it now, right? Like, I had a lot of people hitting me up and just being like, oh, what lemon cherry hybrids do you have? And they're really interested in hunting those because they don't want to go, like, too far left or right. Um, they want to kind of be in line with what's really popular, but they're trying to find, like, a new spin on it, right, to get a little bit more gas in the tank and try to yeah. get, like, some more longevity out of out of that but I think that inevitably people this year are going to be really aggressively going toward like Skittles, Skittle profiles, Skittle hybrids. Um, the, so Scott yeah, had a question about that.
3: I also do, Brad, the, the Z strains. Is that, is that the Skittle strains? Is that, or is this a Z strains a, a new like branch?
5: Uh No. So the, yeah. So something built on Skittles right? okay. or something built around Skittles. All right. That makes sense. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, like, a really interesting profile. Um, I feel like most people have probably have probably seen Skittles nowadays, at least us up here. But, um, you know, there are a lot of people who haven't. And in some of my newer stuff, um, when the test team was looking through it, they were just blown away. They were like, bro, these are the craziest, like, tropical profiles. That's one, like, term I don't hear often, but I heard over and over and over is, like, tropical cream, tropical gas, trop- you know what I mean? So, I think there's a lot of interesting variants to be found there. uh, Yeah, I think this. Yeah, exactly. I think (laughs) this year we're going to see strain name, dude. Strain name going in. Come on, tropical Brad.
3: Thunder. Dude's Tropical sure Thunder. That's free for on. any of you breeders out there. That's free. Hit us up hey, that Tropical Thunder.
2: This, so, Brad, I, I feel like he's in the trendiest, one of the trendiest places in the world, you know, LA Metro. Uh, you're, do you tell people what state you're in, man? We're live, so I
4: don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: dude. You're in Virginia, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah. I'm in like smack dab in the middle of the state, man. So they've
2: got how much in the flavors and how, I guess how much is the, uh, how sophisticated is the cannabis market over there? I mean, is there anything like this?
4: No. Uh, I think once you get into Northern Virginia and sort of the more metropolitan areas, yeah, it probably is. Uh, they're following the, the, you know, the hype that's coming off the West coast. Um, I don't really see a lot of that because I'm not really involved with it, um, so I can't answer that question thoroughly. No, I was just um, curious, man. Yeah, yeah. I know that like the circles that I run in and like my friends, we all um, prefer sours and gas and and skunky skunky stuff. Sure,
2: yeah. sure. And I mean, Jeff, you're in Pueblo. I mean, it, it is Colorado, but uh, yeah. I mean, it's super uh.
0: super. Yeah i don't follow the trends when i breathe but i love the uh i love a variety of flavors i love lemons oranges but then i really love that garlicky nasty funk like dirty dumpsters and bar trash cans yeah and, uh funky feet i love those terps the most my
1: man i, love, I can love them all i don't get fully like the regional and i guess it depends <laughs> on who's, who's marketing marketing stuff here and there um i wonder i'm wondering if we've soup i know you love to, to educate people on growing cannabis is there anything anything as far as uh, teaching people to grow at home, any tips you would give um, as far as, yeah, getting going at it. it, And we can get it. We haven't talked about Feminized at all. I know that process probably isn't that hard for the home grower to do either.
2: Well, no, I just, I had that uh, question about that. I was just curious Mm -hmm. if if y'all had any negative, uh, are there any negative drawbacks to Feminized Seed? Uh, are y'all doing feminized seed is there any reason why somebody wouldn't do feminized seed and <clears throat> even if somebody wants to explain what that is anybody want to explain how to feminize the seed it's kind of, kind of yeah, chubby, interesting. Sure. yeah man we,
5: we're it. pretty big in fem seeds at this point it's pretty much the most dominant portion of the market it kind of seems like um, we have the sts recipe where you just order you know, um, sodium thylosulfate and silver nitrate, and you can go in discord, get the information for free. Um, We help people all the time going through, but basically um, I think fem seeds are probably often, seems like to me a little bit more stable than even reg seeds. And I think that the reason for this is with a female plant, you get a lot more data points. So like if you have a prize winning female, you're probably running her a bunch, right? and so you've seen its performance its stability and same things with the ones that are going to catch the pollen you've seen their performance and stability Uh, and if you just weigh that against how many times you're going to flower a male plant even if you go through the proper process of like fully flowering your male to select it and then setting things up you're probably still only flowering that male a handful of times right you're not flowering it eight times a year. You don't know 20 other people flowering it. Like you just can't get the same amount of information on it. So in my experience, if you're selecting extremely stable things that have a very narrow risk of having any issues and you combine those together, then your intersex traits are going to be relatively low. Um, but I don't think there are any lines that have zero. I don't think it's realistic to expect zero. Now you can do a hunt and not find some, but if you hunt a big enough population, I think you're always going to find at least some level of intersex traits. It's just part of the genetics, you know. Really? But for me, I think fem seeds are phenomenal. Um, they're very user friendly. I think if you're starting with autos, going to fems is like the most reasonable next step if you're going to photo periods. And uh, yeah, it's just ease of use, right? If you're not looking to do breeding, um, and you don't have any specific feeling about fem seeds, then there's really no need to look at males. If you're just looking for females,
2: yeah, yeah. Jeff, you offer so both, a, don't you? A, oh yeah, hit I'm it. Sorry, down. I have, a point, to no, I have it,
4: a point to go with that. Uh, <clears throat> Please. So do. also, like another plus, like if you're if you're a home breeder or just chucking some pollen or whatever. Um, If you are reversing a tried and true female and say you have a separate flower room that you're, you know, doing other things in and you do get some pollen drift, right? Those are good viable seeds. Like it's not going to be crap that you grow out of them, you know, regardless if if it's a male, you might end up with a bunch of stuff. You're just like, man, you know, that sucks. (laughs) But like you have a lot of feminized seeds if the pollen drifts over. And that's a win-win in my, in my opinion. <laughs>
2: hey, explain that, man, because you're talking pollen drift. I mean, I've heard, you know, rumors of people painting pollen on buds with a paintbrush. I've heard them taking a, a bag and putting it over and, uh, you know, pollinating that way. How do y'all pollinate in such a small area, especially multiple, you know, multiple pollinations?
3: Um, I can talk about that. I like using the paintbrush and using just a little vial of pollen if I'm doing just a small pollination, you know, if I'm just trying to get a couple of seeds. And one really cool thing about that is if you've got pollen in a little vial, You can just dust a branch or a nug of, you know, a plant in your flower room. If you turn off all your fans and you're real careful about how you apply it, you won't get seeds in the rest of your crop. You'll just get seeds on that one branch. And that can be really fun as a way to just play around with making seeds or to experiment, to try new things. So that's a really cool way to do it. I've also done it where I'm trying to make a whole room full of seeds and I, you know, I've, I've sprinkled some pollen into the flow of a fan and let it just go <laughs> whoosh across the whole room. Right. Um, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but yeah, just, just getting it on those hairs. And I think the timing's really important, but how you apply it, I, sure. the pollen wants to get on there. So, um, so yeah, I'd say timing wise, I like to do it probably about Three to four weeks, depending on the strain in the flower, but you want to do it right when the females have those nice little white pom poms everywhere. Right, those Got little pom poms out there—they're reaching yeah. out there trying to grab pollen. So when you see those pom poms going crazy, that's the right time to get in there and give them a little dusting.
1: Sounds like you know versus something like tissue culture or whatever. Like I probably almost have everything at home. If you're a grower, already to get into. This like there's not really much special equipment i need some little baggies a little paintbrush i mean if you just want I to like, breed
0: like easily you don't even need that you get just people been humping for years just
1: put a boy and a girl in a
0: room and <laughs> let them you really have right. to do that's been happening that's evolution that's been going on for hey, millions of years but you do have it's to. it's a lot easier to to it, use though, nails, for sure
4: yeah so like outside if you're trying to do stuff outside instead of indoors um and you're worried about like maybe pollinate your neighbor's crop or whatever or, you know doing too much from your own crop what i've done in the past is um i'll take a trash bag and stick it over like a couple like nice branches that i yeah. pollinate yeah and, uh, <laughs> at this point in flower like it's not terrible to spray your plant down with water because it's probably going to get rained on anyway and then so what happens is, is if there's any pollen drift that can't actually pollinate the plant. I mean it probably will happen somewhere, you know, on the plant, but right. like so that's not a terrible thing. Um yeah. but yeah, that's a great way to do it as well. So you're not you know, if you can't do this indoors and you still want to try it outdoors, this is that's that's a good option to do.
2: Yeah, I seen the baggie over it. I have seen people put a baggie over it, like branches too. I've seen people pollinate different branches too. That was pretty
4: kinda yeah. cool. Yeah I've done it.
2: Yeah, Do you have to leave a bag on there or anything like that? Like how long does it take for the pollen to stick?
4: Yeah, you want to do it like probably more in the evening is when I do it so the sun's not out, like baking the the plant inside of the bag. Um, But I usually just, you know, let the rest of the plants kind of dry off and then pull it off, and it's usually good by then.
2: Okay, so you don't have to keep it on that long. It doesn't sound that hard, guys. Yeah,
1: I think this is pretty cool, man you are you going to get into it scotty is this going to be your next project i don't think so i don't know man i'm so lazy because these guys (laughs) think about
2: just think about well think about the amount of work i feel i have guilt okay these guys have to make the seeds all right they've got to go then they've got to go pheno hunt them and then you've got to grow a whole bunch of them out. And then my buddy J.R. Token goes, holy crap, you gotta, you got to have this thing, man. The J.R. Token cut of <laughs> Cherry Paloma. You know, so I'm so damn spoiled, man. But just the amount of work that goes into all this stuff is
1: amazing, man. It's really cool, though, that there are so many facets of growing, and I like to change them up. You know, I, I have, <laughs> this is the first time probably in a decade I've gone all back to one strain. Right now, three different... Uh, phenos of it from uh, Rasta Jeff with the orange gasm, but choosing to perfect or try and see how well I can get to know the strain and yeah. know, you know everything about Beast. it and how to grow it and then in turn hopefully teach somebody else, maybe my son, exactly what needs to happen when because I know everything about this plant. Like you can't tell me this, you know. I know I've done this like four times now with these genetics. It's good to go. Or growing autoflowers, you know, I've been tempted to do that in my indoor grow for a run, but uh, man, it's going to be a while. I got to stick with the same strain I think for at least a couple years to really maximize uh, understanding all the, the benefits of growing. Do
2: they ever grow different? Because <clears throat> when you give them to people, they're gro- you know, to testers, they're growing mm-hmm. them as seeds, and seeds got that giant tap root, and then when you clone it, you're growing them as clones. It is a little bit different, no, no. I don't really think so. No difference whatsoever. I don't
0: think so. I mean,
5: maybe in performance of the plant, but you shouldn't see too much drastic difference. The only thing that you might see from a seed to a clone is that you get better at it, and it gets better. Like, you get the expressions to come a little bit more. Sure. I guess I do kind of feel that sometimes when you pheno hunt, it takes, like, about a good four runs to know if you really have a keeper. But it's not because it's changing Every time you run it, you're just trying to like gauge the consistency and you know, does it work when you give it to people as something that sure. they're going to experience multiple times, you know? But I don't know, I don't really see that they that there's like a drastic change um, just from like me growing it or somebody else growing it. Should be reasonably close, right?
2: Yeah, I just wonder, man, number seeds. You have a vigorous seed, it's got a giant taproot going down. You think that's the same It may have
5: more corn. more aggressive vigor maybe there's more hormones pumping yeah. from seed but at the end of the day um if you have a vigorous plant and you have something that is really unique and people enjoy the experience that's where the money really is right is something that when you crack open that jar and you pass it to them they go you like get the whole body sure. involved in like approval of what this is if you hand somebody a jar of something that's it's nice they like it but they're not in love they're going to be like yeah, that's nice, right? But it's not the same thing, you know? So Right. Like,
2: <clears throat> man, I don't know. I'm thinking about how vigorous seeds are. <clears throat> when I plant a seed, you know, I don't know, man. Is that the hybrid vigor? Is is that what I'm uh is that what I'm thinking about, man? I think it's just fresh. That's what I mean, but is that I know there's some genetic <laughs> hybrid vigor thing when you mix two different something or others, yeah. man. Yeah. Genotypes or yeah, phenotypes that's a real thing. or that hybrid yeah. vigor is a real thing.
0: But I think uh, just it's just that taproot, that original initial energy, is why you're seeing that, that explosive growth from the seedling. Sure, That's okay. That's just trying to start life. It's, it's anxious. It's It just wants to get going. Yeah, it does make like sense. Like I said earlier, the clone is technically the same age as the plant you took it from. So if you've been cutting that clone from clone from clone from clone, it's technically technically that age.
2: Yeah, that is trippy to think of, man. Yeah, that is wild. I never thought about that before. You just blew my mind, Jeff. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So your plant might be like goat. weeks and weeks, like months, years yeah, old. Yeah, somebody was just talking about getting an years. old school skunk number one. Wow.
0: Right? I wonder how old that
2: thing is. I'm legit. years old. Right? I'm legit mind blown right now. Holy <laughs> <Nah>. crap. <Yeah.
0: laughs> right? Think my about it. Goats, yeah. I've, had, I've had my golden goat since 2008 or 2009. Holy and crap. And it was around for years before that. So that plant is, whatever year it is now, I've had it for that many years, keeping it alive, cloning it and recloning it, re-mom it, re-clone it. It's almost like yeah. this show is really good
2: and you learn stuff. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs>
0: hey,
2: I will say I popped the orange gasm seeds and they were incredibly, incredibly vigorous. All right? Uh is that something is that like why you keep i know you keep a specific male around that arise male that you like to cross yes. a lot with is that is that something where a breeder will do is i have a yeah how's that work man
0: yeah yeah uh, those are reversals <laughs> those are females those are made with a reversed golden goat and that's why a lot of my stuff you see is bred to golden goat because that golden goat is uh he's like the the fixer the improver if you've got a plant that's got Uh, seven out of the ten boxes checked and it's just Mm. missing something hit it with golden goat and it will fill in the other three boxes whatever they are it'll just know so yeah that's why i use the uh the arise a lot uh because he's proven he's been through so many different girls and everything he touches (laughs) my uh, man man.
2: (laughs) (laughs) full-fledged play yeah
0: uh, my male plant my male arise plant. i call him king solomon just for that sort of reason if you understand The name Solomon, but there's a reason for that. Uh, I'm Googling it, man. Very very
2: wise, my friend, very wise. (laughs) Something tells me he did okay for himself. Uh, I love it. (laughs) uh,
1: You guys want to do some shout-outs? Start giving some some credit for you guys, where we can find you. Scotty, I didn't know if you had some more or not, but I thought I'd throw it out there. That's good, man.
2: That's good. I learned some stuff Uh, today, man.
1: We'll start with soup, because I did... uh, promote and say, definitely check out the good work at dudegrows.com forward slash make your own seeds, uh, as well as, uh, what else you got Sue? going on? Give some shout outs. Yeah.
3: Well, I actually have a video version of that. Make your own seeds guide too. That's nice. on my YouTube page. That's a, the growers love YouTube channel. If you find that, you'll find, uh, cool. my, it's like a 15 minute video on how to make your own seeds, how to collect pollen and all that stuff. Just kind of walking you through the mechanics of it um but yeah you can find me on the instagrams and the other places of the world <laughs> i'm soup the gardener or at growers love is me too um and you can also find me every friday man doing the 420 happy hour uh yeah. hanging out with the dude grows discord crew shout out to my discord homies love you guys hi uh, uh, yeah
1: <laughs> i heard we're supposed <laughs> to go to spo- Supposed to say we find us over on X soon. So is that you, Ross? We had a guest on the panel was saying, "Man, no. X is cool." They are not I think it was cannabis. Brad,
3: if I remember. Brad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the guy from LA. X
1: is cool because it's the only <laughs> website that they don't X.
3: kick him off <laughs>
5: of. You, you can't post anything on X, actually. Anything. Right. Elon believes hey. in free speech, so we're not getting uh, we're not getting what? hassled over there. I live in terror like of my Instagram life, but uh, yeah, yeah, I get w- it. way more friendly on on x although it, it it is a different vibe right like we all kind of need to get our people to migrate over to where your account's not going to be deleted no. as aggressively
1: you know we need musk musk to buy youtube man let's get this on that's <laughs> yeah. uh, spoken like brad's get a in- stockholder wasn't it man uh, yeah. youtube's yeah. a little yeah. bit
2: more yeah. expensive yeah. than oh. twitter <laughs> that's awesome what would he oh, call yeah. would it just be called why would be sweet <laughs> Come on, Noah, give yourself a full on, man. Full on shout out, brother.
4: Oh man, I'm a pretty simple dude. Just email and uh Instagram, do you write underscore genetics on Instagram and then do you write genetics at gmail.com. If you want what's to reach your phone number, bro? And, uh, what's that? Nah, I'm just kidding, man.
2: I thought you were gonna give me your phone number. You give people your email. Are you crazy? Yeah. Folk three folk. No,
4: I'm just ah. kidding. Uh, yeah, but no, seriously, thank you guys for having me on. This has been a lot of fun. Uh it's nice meeting you, Brad. Everybody's Morning. cool, man. I, I love you guys, and uh, I can't wait to see everybody at the GP Cup this year.
2: Yeah, I definitely yeah. wanted you to be on, man. Yeah, definitely a cool guy yourself, brother. Looking forward to hanging <laughs> at the you, Cup. Sir. Hey, Brad, come on, man. Come on. Mr. Cherry Paloma himself, man.
5: Yeah, man, you can uh, definitely find our genetics at rawgenetics.io. You can get some cuts at secretselections.io. Maybe you want to get some fresh raw gear. That's rawclothingco.com. You can definitely join the community in Discord and learn how to make feminized Series for free. (laughs) Uh, he's trying to, t- to take. Maybe we'll our have feed. to uh, we'll have to shoot the information over to real growers, have them get that fem, fem process up there too with uh, with their breeding information as well. But yeah, so yeah um, Discord.com slash raw genetics, um, raw connect on IG, raw genetics on X. Pretty much just Google raw genetics. Uh, we're at the top of that search list there for sure. So if you just Google us, you'll have no problem figuring out how to connect.
1: Love it. I tried to create a dude grows X account the other night and I just ran into all roadblocks. I'm like, I'm just getting too old for this. You can do it.
0: You can do it.
1: Come on, Rasta, Jeff, yeah, Shout
2: out!
0: bring it on home. Um, yeah. Um, uh, like, like, uh, like Brad said, just Google Ire genetics. We'll be at the top of everything on there. There's Irie that has a link to uh, the seeds, the Patreon, the discord, uh, everything you could imagine. I on Instagram. I'm I underscore genetics. Uh, there are two or three fake accounts out there. I'm honored, but don't follow the fake. Follow me. I've got 35 or 36,000 followers. Follow the big account actually in about, uh, 20 minutes. Uh, how long I can't do math, About 35 minutes, I will be on Instagram doing my Monday night live show. So check me out on Instagram. Uh, re underscore genetics guys. Thanks for having me on the show. I love being part of the breeders panel. It's always a good time, so thanks for having me once again.
1: Very cool. uh, You guys have heard these guys (laughs) mention the DGC Cup. uh, (laughs) DGCcup.com, where you guys can pick up tickets. Go on over there, June 1st. Save the date. It is going to be a good networking event. (laughs) Really? Is that what you
2: said? No, it's not. (laughs) It's going to be an insane party, man. An awesome party. it's going to be a party. (laughs) Yes. Hopefully oh, I'll be there man. this year. I'm, I'm planning for it. Come on. All right. What's up, man? They ain't got jet planes over there,
1: man. They ain't got Amtrak. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm planning. All Take right, so Take it easy. Joe. Thanks, everybody, for coming on the panel. Thanks, GGC. Peace out, chat. And uh, you know what? Catch you Wednesday. Yeah, right on. Take it easy, all y'all. Later.
2: See you later.